ball in. Knocks it across by Walker. It's ball inside. It's in. Dundee have scored. An amazing winner that will be. Sprinting from the midfield. Georgian Nzati. Hello and welcome to the newest episode of the Up With The Bonnets podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Daniel Smith, and with me is my co-host, a man who is now taking bookings at parties, nightclubs, anything going, due to him being the absolute double to Mark Zuckerberg. Give to you, Paul Gray. <laughs> Thanks for that, Danny. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's I don't absolute... even know what to say to that. <laughs> There's nothing, because it's absolutely true. It's absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, but we black hair, jet black. It's not dyed. It is my own natural colour. It's not dyed. <laughs> wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> <laughs> I went to go and watch the game today. I saw I had a text from you saying no to bother. Watch the highlights. The highlights were four minutes long. Maybe that tells its story itself, does it? Well, it certainly does, but I think, Danny, I'm going to start the uh, tonight's pod with an apology, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I'm just going to apologise for, uh, let's just say, the colourful language to describe this game. Uh, <laughs> I think there's only one word for that game, and it was shite. <laughs> <laughs> End of story. Um, well, thanks, thanks everybody for listening. We'll thanks, guys. Right, week. cheers. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, personally, I think I've seen better games at Fairmuir. Um <laughs> The pitch actually reminded me of the pitch at Fairmere as well. Uh, but at least at Fairmere, you probably would have seen somebody getting sent off. You probably would have seen some fisticuffs. But that game, dire. I, I think this is going to be really hard to polish a turd. Uh, but <laughs> for me, I think the best way for it to you know, think about this game is it's, it's a point and it's a clean sheet. And that's it. That is definitely it. I don't. I, I really don't think we're going to have a lot to speak about this match. Uh, like I said, I, I didn't bother my ass watching it just purely because you told me nota, and <laughs> I do believe you've actually saved me ninety minutes of, uh, like like you put shite. <laughs> definitely, um, definitely. I mean, I, I like I says I, you know, watched the, the the majority of the game anyway, um, but there wasn't much to shout about. Um, I think any other day, you know, Dundee probably could have won. But then again, Morton could have won because both teams had chances. But both teams are poor. Both teams are very poor. But, I mean, for me, after, you know, Partick's game on Friday against Inverness, you know, they put out a pretty decent statement. Like, <coughs> excuse me, I know Inverness were poor, but, um, you know, it could be more. But it was imperative that we got something at Morton. Okay, it's not a, a victory, but it's a point. Um, and a lot of guys have said it, and I, I firmly agree that if that was the Dundee of the Championship two seasons ago with McPake, we'd have got beat. But whenever there's a, there's a positive, there's a positive. Ah, right there. there it is. There it's polished the third. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would probably agree with that one, Paul. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think going to venues like this has always been a little bit sticky for Dundee in mm-hmm. the past few years and playing bad and coming away with a point and a clean sheet mm-hmm. yeah it's I think it's one of those where we're going to have to expect to witness games like this uh, this season and 
the fact that we're not got we've, we've not been beaten. It's a weird saying it, but that's a, that's a positive. Um, mm-hmm. It's a it's a point that we've we've got the uh, we've not really lost much ground on teams above us. Um, no. it's still early endorsed to even think about that, to be honest. But yeah, I'm just trying to think of stuff to say <laughs> to go on about this game. No, um, I mean for I mean, like it says for me, it was it's a mixture of luck and you know being unlucky. Um, you know, we're unlucky with McMullen hitting the bar. Um, I think he, he couldn't have been any good, got any closer. He couldn't have got any closer with that shot. Um, the way that it bounced down, it could, the other day that could have bounced over the line. And that would have been one 0 you know what I mean? Um, Mulligan had a chance. McGinn had a chance when he. I thought my, I thought McGinn was going to score, but he ballooned it over the bar. Um, what else? McCowan in the second half. You know, the ball, great ball play through him, and he hits up his right foot and he sclaffed it. I don't know what he was playing at. I thought he was going to cut in onto his left and just dink it into the bottom corner. But, but then obviously the luck side of things. You know, they hit the post right in the last minute, right at the depth, uh, death with a. You know, a long throw into the box and just a knock on it hit the post. So we were lucky and unlucky. So I think a nil nil that kind of sums the game up. Uh, definitely sums up. Since you watched the game, mm-hmm. how did the defence fare compared to last Friday against Abruf and maybe previous games? I've seen a lot of people uh, mumping and moaning again about the defence, but they coped with what was put at them. You know, because, I mean, like I was saying about the pitch, the pitch was, you know, looked great, but when you seen the ball bobbling about like mad, it was like a cow field. Um, so teams, both the teams were resorting to basically long balls and Dundee dealt with them. You know, Dundee dealt with every, you know, Sweeney and uh, French dealt with all the long balls that went to them. I think I think I counted in the first half, Sweeney had like something like seven headers, uh, you know, clearances, you know, so they dealt with it. Um, Again, you know, folk having a gripe about Marshall, but I thought Marshall was actually pretty solid. Um, whoa, you know, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> What's this here coming at your mouth? <laughs> nah, genuinely, I, genuinely, I thought, I, you know, again, we know what he's like going forward, getting his crosses in, but they were good. But, I mean, defensively, he, you know, he blocked a couple of crosses coming in. So I think, well, I'm hoping that that's... The, the turning for him to get back to where he was. I mean, but, um, and Kerr, I'd, I personally, I didn't really see much of Kerr again. It, it was similar from Kerr and Marshall, though, sorry, you know, you know, just blocking crosses and getting crosses in, but no real team really wanted to play football. There was no, you know, you know, one-touch passing on the deck, but you could not on a pitch like that. Not a chance. Mm-hmm. I, I just looking at some comments as well and maybe a, a match reports, I take it, it was the final third that let down Dundee. Definitely. Uh, look at the highlights as well, yeah. That kinda I mean highlights can uh makes games look better than what they were. So um to me it looked like yeah, the final third as well, but um also people other people saying that uh, that was what kinda was our kinda Achilles heel. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, like I was saying about the you know, long balls, you know, Martin doing long balls, but Dundee were doing it as well, and it was I think that not trying to overanalyze the game, but I think that's the way Martin set up to to play to restrict Dundee to long balls. They're hitting the ball up to Rudden, who I don't think he's that great at holding the ball up. So I think Martin probably knew that as well because as soon as the ball went to him, they were first to the second ball every time, and then they got possession back. And then, but then again, they would just think it forward to us <laughs> or to them. But then 
Sweeney would hate that. It was just, uh, yeah, it was shite. <laughs> it was total Scottish Championship football. Yeah, that that's like if you wanted to, you know, if somebody wanted you to describe a Scottish Championship game, that would probably be top of the list. Definitely, I don't think that game's going to live long in the memory at all. So there was no cinching, nothing to to look back upon and think. Ah, I remember that game. Well, uh, Sharp punched a boy. I don't know if you... <laughs> no, I've never I th- seen that on the highlights, but I, I, that's what I've, I meant to look at that, actually. I meant to go and look at the full game and look at that. Uh, there was something about the, the whistle that already went. And... Yeah, I'd, I'd, you know, I totally forgot to send that to you, to be honest. I think it was about 27, what was it, about 28 minutes in. Just a ball over the top. Um, and... I mean, it bounces and it goes up in the air, and then you can see Sharp. He's hesitant to go for it, but then he does go for it. He commits to it. So does the, so does the other boy. I think it might be Crawford. I can't mind. Um, but Sharp goes through him, um, and like like a lot of the reporters were saying, he was probably lucky to stay on the pitch. But I think obviously, I think the rule of the game is, you know, if it's been if the whistle's been blown, then it's no foul, you know. So a booking was probably enough, I think. Mm-hmm. But he's. If the boy was onside, he was lucky, very lucky, lucky boy. Like it says, he hes- he hesitated. He's- he looked like he didn't. Uh, am I going for this? Uh, am I going to get it? All right, stuff it. I'm just going to go for it. And then in the end, he goes through the boy, and the boy's on the deck for a number of minutes. There's a wee, you know, just, you know, fisty cuffs and handbags, you know, at the corner of the box, and a couple of players ended up getting booked after it. You know, that could have been if he was onside. That could have been worse for Dundee, really. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with a bit of fight in you. Nah. Boom, boom, boom. boom. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, haha. <laughs> so, I, I think we're going to struggle to continue the air going on about the air game. I've got Mort- Morton, the Morton Mort- game. Morton. I've jumped Morton ahead. Game. I've jumped ahead to next Friday. I mean, like, well, for me, you know, there were some people hitting the, from what I've seen on the, Social media, shall we say, you know, folk were uh, hitting the panic button uh, already, which I couldn't have quite believe, you know what I mean? Because when you think about it, I mean, in the competitive start to the season, we've had four away games and we're undefeated. I mean, I know it's only four games, but I mean, you know, the teams have played, folk will probably go, ah, but it's Stranraer, it's Queen's Park, it's Wraith Rovers. So what? We're we're undefeated in the you know the four away games that we've played, and I mean, folk are starting to take notice of Queens Park. I mean, like newly promoted team, they're sitting fourth. If you look at their record in the league, you know they drew Timberness, beat Partick, beat Hamilton, sitting fourth. That's pretty good, and but we beat them. You know what I mean? Uh, Wraith as well. You know, um, what was it after we beat them? They're languishing at the bottom of the league, and people are like, oh, oh they're going down. Two wins later, they're sitting fifth. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's the point. I mean, if you look at the league, um, there's three points between first and seventh. So a win here and there, you're going to jump up the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I was saying, the, the only way to really polish this third is it's a point away from home and it's a clean sheet and and we're still in there. Um, like I says, if we'd... Like it says, you know, about if we, if it was Mick Pake in the championship, you know, team, we'd have lost that, but we never. So that's that's it. We've got a point, we move on to here. And I think that's probably the best way to summarise that then. Yeah, yeah. We get the point, the clean sheet. 
we'll try hard not to dwell on the actual performance and yeah, look ahead to the, the next game. So before we look at the air game this Friday, we will look at a transfer rumour that's popped up in the Daily Express and it's been written by Mr Scott Burns who is always reliable uh, when he's putting forward transfer rumours and targets and this one involves uh, Lewis Smith of Hamilton interest in Dundee. Paul, take the field. What do you feel about this? Uh, very interesting. Um, I'm not going to lie. I generally didn't know who he was until I started reading this. Um, but to me, it looks like another kind of, I can't believe I'm probably about to say this, but like another kind of Gary Boy you're signing. You know that he's wanting to mm-hmm. sign you know, young players, young players that have got potential. So, I mean, looking at this boy, um, from what I can kind of tell, he's predominantly a right-sided midfielder that can basically play across the entire midfield. But one thing that kind of stuck out to me again was a right-sided midfielder that's left-footed. And I think we touched on this on one of the pods or one of the episodes, sorry, where it looked like Boyer was wanting to play, you know, you know, a right-footer on the left and a left-footer on the right. So that kind of that kind of fits that mould from mm-hmm. from where I'm sitting anyway. Um 22 years old, uh, he's got an under-21 cap. I think he actually got that a few years ago, though. Um, so there must have been a right good potential for him there. Um, but it looks to me that, you know, last season he's consistent uh, in the Hamilton team and even the season prior to that, and prior to that. So um, this boy's definitely got, well, he must have some potential. You know, he must do. There must be something there, um, especially if, you know, Scott Burns speaking about it, then you, he's usually the man for, you know, basically confirming things. Mm-hmm. I mean, Hamilton fans are kind of trying to laugh it off. Uh, the few of them that are on Twitter, and that's yeah. no a dig. That's just <laughs> this is what it is, eh? Um, yep. Or the, the ones that are quite vocal, anyway. They, 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 I've seen that they've tried to laugh it off. They do see him as a top prospect and a player that they wouldn't like to lose, especially to us. Um, one thing though, he is contracted until twenty twenty four. So I've done the award on him. I think Hamilton are in a good position to, yeah, add a few extra pounds to his value. To if, if we really do want to have him in, um, it, it all goes on what they kind of say. So, um, get in the head because no... that, that's kind of what I was thinking. I, I seen that as well. You know, he's mm-hmm. got a, he's got quite a lengthy contract, so Dundee would, I mean, they'd have to pay money for him, have to, mm-hmm. um, but. Do they really want to speak about other teams' finances and that? But are Hamilton in the position to say no to a bid? Well, th- th- that's the whole thing. In the summer there, there was a lot of fans speaking and um, a lot, I would put it in as rumours because I don't think it was nothing official, but basically they were living off sponsorship money. Correct. You know, I, read that's, a, I read an article about that. Yep. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, it's it's that's what is keeping them going. And <laughs> It doesn't help that the bloody answer the phone call to a Nigerian uh, king two years ago and handed over eight hundred thousand pounds. That's kind of left him in the mire. Um, I shouldn't have laughed. That's not funny, but I don't know how they've managed to fall for that. But no, you're right that with that the sponsorship money that I read that article it was the chairman, but his name's just disappeared out of my head. And there was a part that I thought was it was really funny, but it wasn't at the same time where he said. Um, they made more from like a, a dinosaur play day, <laughs> more money from that than an actual, you know, game, which 
if if they didn't have these, you know, you know, the sponsorship or open days or things like that, they, I think they could be struggling, really mm-hmm. struggling. Well, they would have been struggling or they are struggling, you know, especially after reading that article. So, like I says, if Dundee put in, if, I mean, if Dundee want this guy, or if Boyer wants this guy, I think we'll go for him. Um, might be a cheeky bid, test the water, see what they think, but. Obviously, we don't know the ins and outs of what you know the, how the bid's going to go or if there is going to be a bid. But um, I mean, we'll definitely have to pay something for them, especially with a contract length like that and how you know highly they think of them. So, and especially how I don't think Hamilton are going to make any headway in the, the league this season. I think they're I going they're to struggling. be struggling. Yeah, they're going to be at the bottom end of this table, aren't they? And mm-hmm. to lose a boy who is a a main player for them, so close to the end of the transfer window, would be mm-hmm. a nightmare for them, to be honest. So I think mm-hmm. you can see them huddling out a wee bit of here, but if Dundee gave them an, an offer, that one that's not even too good to be true, but one that will help them, just just help them, then mm-hmm. yeah, we could see them in a Dundee shirt. But I mean, that what was that, about four, five days ago, we have that, that, yeah. that story about them, and there's been nothing else said. I've, I've not even heard any boys that are uh, in the know mm-hmm. mention them yep. so there's that that thing as well that is in is is it is it progressed looking you at never it, know. you never yeah, know looking at you never I'd, know but i'd kind of like to start my own rumor <laughs> if he's listening uh one thing i would have took from that morton game was how good their left back was <laughs> <laughs> And I know I said Marshall was looking good. I thought Marshall, Marshall was solid, but their left back, Alex King, was I thought he was absolutely superb. He's well over six six foot, and I had a look at it. He's only seventeen, and he just did not look like he was seventeen. He looked very like again. He was solid, you know, nothing too fancy. Uh, balls down the line, tackles, balls inside. You know, he was just. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. And when I seen that he was seventeen year old, I was like bloody hell, this boy's looking really good. So. Uh, Dundee, yeah, maybe cheeky offer on that one. <laughs> I love how that you built up Marshall earlier yeah, on. Just to totally him knock down. him down. Oh. But I mean, like we've said before, Marshall, I think he does need competition. Everybody is repeating themselves over and over. Um, we are needing cover for the fullback positions or co- or, or cover, uh, sorry, uh, competition. Um, but I mean, like I said, I, I was really impressed with that boy. Uh, Alex King, I thought I thought he was absolutely class, really class. I mean, I think that's it for the, the transfer rumours. Uh, nothing else no. really been said. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I still feel that we need a number nine yes. uh, brought into the team, uh, a poacher, somebody that knows the championship and can knock them in. Mm-hmm. They're not, I wouldn't say they're few and far between, but they're, they're, they're boys are at that calibre, they're at clubs. And it's going to be hard to get them away from uh, a club they've signed mm-hmm. to. But they've just got to hope that Boyer's got the pool, he's got the budget. Mm-hmm. Um, he's maybe got not just the wage budget, but uh, a transfer budget to pay money, yeah. um, which you would think he has got some, uh, considering that we're after this boy uh, from mm-hmm. Hamilton. But we'll wait and see on that I one. Was kinda, um, I was kind of amazed, you know, when... Was it Tim Keyes was over and he was at the the Wraith game? I was surprised there wasn't more rumours 
you know, signings, because I think, you know, folk are saying, oh, is he coming over here to sign off on a budget? Or, you know, I was amazed that there's not been any rumours, but I think mm-hmm. that shows how t- kind of tight-lipped Dundee are going about it. Um, there's no, not to, I, I, again, I think if we didn't have Gary, Gary Boyer, we had some sort of, you know, a manager that's been around, you know, Scottish football for years, would be linked with all the has-beens possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, because we've got this, I, I think a lot of them are, just keeping the they don't know because there is no rumours because um, I think Dundee are just being tight lipped but I mean definitely a striker they need a goal scorer mm-hmm. definitely I love the fact that you kind of get any information out of Dens Park half of the time mm-hmm. but I absolutely hate it as well because I used to know a few people that kind of had the word kind of in the know and now you didn't get nothing at all like say um, nope. cannot get nothing oh <laughs> Uh, but that's good though. That's good. Um, I think I think that's the way it should be. Definitely. I always um, remember the one. The the one of them was the Elbak Tui, and there was rumours that I might be signing them. And somebody who should shall rename nameless, nameless, he doesn't work at Denzi anymore. But I'll still no name him. Was texting <laughs> me going, "I'm sitting beside him. This is when can we were linked to him, but we're maybe going to sign him." And he's texting me going, "I'm sitting beside him in Denz." I was like, "That's him signed in." Gone are the days. Gone are the days. Yeah, that's it. Got to keep everything in house. I think that's the way it should be like. But then mm-hmm. it does. Yeah, you do like a wee rumor here and there. But there, mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, there are some rumors going about. But we'll we'll not speak about. I'll not speak about them. Mm-hmm. Keep them quiet. We'll wait and see how they pan out first. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> well, we'll speak about last week. I mentioned the women's football team. And couldn't find Stay any information. Them. And then about two days later, the community trust, boom, big statement, two-year plan, there we go. Brilliant. Yeah, I had a look at it um, when they tweeted it. Um, and I, I, you don't know, see for me, like see when actually clicking on the link to actually look at, I, I thought, genuinely I thought this was just going to be, it was like a one-off. But mm-hmm. when you go, you click on it in the link um, to the website. I'll not read read the website out because it's really really long. But there is it's every week, like you know, for the remain well for the remainder of August into September and October. But the thing that kind of struck at me was the price of it. It was mm-hmm. free. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> like so, d- d- any any girl sixteen or over and they want to get involved. It's free. You're you're not going to lose anything. You might end might end up enjoying it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Is it the garden? Is it the garden theater as well? Isn't it, Paul? You did send me the link quickly. And yep. garden um, campus. Yeah. So basically, yes, it starts on the twenty fourth, uh, six to seven. Yeah, you can go. It's uh, every Wednesday. It's uh, I like to say it's it's just the start of the what they call the, the female pathway. So. Like you say, the community trust. I'm not reading out that email, that that uh, address straight off. Just Google Dundee FC Community Trust, and it'll come up. Um, yeah, yep. but yeah. So basically, this is a two-year plan. Um, one like the next month, uh, there'll be classes for girls beginning in primary schools. Um, here, just reading off the website here, more advanced training for excelling pupils, uh, pupils players by the end of the year. Within twelve months, the trust will. Well, appoint a girls develop, development officer. Fantastic, um, yep. and their sole focus is on developing the women's game and managing the girls' academy. Uh, there was something else here. Where is it again? Uh, yeah, so basically, the trust are starting off this 
um, girl, it's named the Girls Academy, and in turn, it will become the Dundee FC women's team. Uh, like you say, Greg Fenton and the rest of the boys that are uh, working on this, apologise that I've not got names, uh, uh, James Keefe and stuff like that. Fantastic job. Something that long overdue and mm-hmm. you can only stand up and, like I said last last week, just applaud you for getting this uh, up and running. Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, just having a look at that that page, you know, for picking, you know, what session you'd want to go to, um, it's right up until the end of the year. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, like I said, I thought it would just be maybe, you know, a month just to kind of test the water, but it definitely looks like they're going full tilt on it. So, fair play. Um, and anybody obviously want to get involved, I mean, jump on that site. And like I said, it's free, you know, so absolutely brilliant. Right. Yeah, and some of the classes just only six to seven, it's six to nine. So mm-hmm. there'll be a lot of things happening. Um, and honestly, if you're a female that wants to get into football, uh, and especially if you support Dundee, mm-hmm. get right on board with us because I've I've no doubt that this is going to be a fantastic uh, thing uh, for for the women's football team and Dundee. And yeah, be part of this. Get on board. Join it. Start kicking the ball about. Go for it. Absolutely go for yeah. it. What are you going to lose? Nothing. Just go for it. That's it. So, too many to trust. That's what they've got on. Um, so, we will we'll dive right into the air preview. We'll go into yeah, it. So, yeah. big match. It, it, it became bigger after the results on Saturday because air won and went top of the league. And mm-hmm. I'll admit, I never expected that. I didn't even know air were close to coming top of the league. And look mm-hmm. at them now, sitting top. Yep, um, I, I thought the exact same. They've kind of just went about their business quietly, and then all of a sudden, top of the league. So, mm-hmm. but I mean, they're undefeated in the league so far. You know, two wins and two draws. That's them top. Um, beat Cove, beat Cove, beat Queens Park. Through, uh, I think, Arbroath and Hamilton, I think. Um, so, I mean, this might sound big headed, like, but I think we're probably going to be their toughest test. Mm-hmm. Out of those teams that I just mentioned there, I think this is so. This is a this is a big game. So early into the season, so I definitely think it will be will be their toughest challenge. But it's up to us, you know, to to go there and basically get rid of that performance on Saturday, get that out of the system, um, and make sure we again. Well, obviously, I'd want to win, but I think again, if we get a point here, then you know, I'll, I'll kind of take that. To a certain degree. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Air's never a good place to go to. And no. Especially not be a good place to go to if ever playing like they are and sitting top of the league. I mean, mm-hmm. I never expected them to be up there. They lost some good players uh, in the summer, like especially like, yeah, um, your heads. And mm-hmm. I never I never really knew much about the people they brought in. The Frankie Masunda, Rafe was a decent player, to be honest. I was kind of surprised with that. Um, yeah. But like you said, they have uh, hit the ground running and they've got a good uh, centre forward and mm-hmm. I'll hopefully get this right. Depot Akinyemi. Akinyemi, well done. Yeah. Yep, Fo- I had a look Fogles. at him as well. Yeah, Fogel's already. So he is obviously the man to look out for and um, I think they've got plenty of boys popping up. We assists and all that. Uh, like Dave O'Connor as well. Uh Ben Dempsey and Dempsey, yep. Yeah, and I think the one of the new signings, Jaden Mitchell Lawson. So 
it seems like they've like started the season not what everybody expected because mm-hmm. a lot of people pundits as well had them near the bottom of the table but here they are coming up for the fifth game of the season yep and yeah <clears throat> and it's already a top of the table clash I mean the thing with uh, like you were saying with the boy Depot I'm going to try it as well I can yemi four goals four games I had to be a look at his stats um, like from before obviously signing with um with air, but a lot of the stats kind of varied website to website. Um, so I mean, look, when I was looking at basically a reputable football app, flash scores, um, <laughs> they I mean, looking at them, it was English National League South, right? And the teams were like Welling and Dulwich Hamlet, you know, Dulwich Hamlet, anyway, sounds like a cigarette. It does, it does, uh, or a really crap play. Anyway, <clears throat> but you like your plays and your musicals better. Uh, you probably like it. <laughs> which, uh, which I want to bring up, the amount of boys. Oh, no, that would, no, I'm not having that. I'm not having that. The amount of boys agreeing with you. Disgraceful. Brilliant. Disgraceful. Just, yeah. You know what, you can have your thing. Just just you have it, and that's fine. I spoke to boys, no social media, and then the social media came. I spoke to boys face-to-face, and they're like, I agree with you, Danny. And they're just embarrassed to put it out there into the public eye. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Dulwich Hamlet in Welling uh, for Big Depot. Um, it was over five seasons, right? And it was something like 37 games and 43 goals. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, can, I, mean... I was like, wait a minute. Nah, this guess can't be right. But then, like I so said, that was on that site. You jump on a like transfer market and have a look at there, and it had like zeros, you know, nothing. So it didn't even look like it'd been recorded. So is it true? I don't know. But again, that's you know, thirty-seven games over five seasons. What's happened there? I mean, that's that injuries, or is he not getting games, or I don't know. But he's hit the ground running at air anyway. So I think we're definitely gonna have to watch out with him. Definitely. Four goals in four games. Yeah. Yeah. In this league, that's pretty good going. Very good going. A hundred percent. I mean, he looks like a big intimidated fella as well. So um mm-hmm. yeah, he's he, he looks like a centre forward. But yeah, yeah, I know I know what you mean when you're saying you're you're looking on websites and uh like looking at your stats like Wikipedia only looks at like league games so mm. you could play in 20 cup games over the space of two seasons or four, three seasons or something like that and they wouldn't be counted so mm-hmm. um and i would i think doing in that league you've got your vanarama cup and probably loads of others that he's been in so it could very yeah. well be that the flash goes have counted all that but if it is that's pretty impressive if it's no then somebody's at the wind up how many goals he scored? Yeah, um, probably. <laughs> like Pelly scoring a thousand goals and including friendlies and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but the main part was he was not made by a jockey, Scott. <laughs> correct, correct. <laughs> I mean, uh, one one thing I noticed with the, looking at the air team, I had to be, had to be look at their, you know, their starting eleven against Hamilton. Um, average age was twenty four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for the squad. So again, it's another young squad. Um, Lee Bull and the manager clearly got them playing. You know, okay, they're, it looks like they're going to concede a goal every game. You know, but mm-hmm. they're going to outscore people, and that sounds kind kind of similar. Uh, does a wee bit, you know, especially we're looking at the Arbroath game, conceding two but then scoring four. So I think this is going to be, I think it'll be a great game for the neutral. 
definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, I will. It'll be on the TV, won't it? It's on the telly. If it's BBC Friday. Scotland, yeah, yeah BBC that. Scotland. Yeah. Thought that definitely. So I, th- I, th- I think it's definitely that game. This will be the game for the neutral. So get your money on nil nil. <laughs> I mean, looking at the stats, your record at Somerset is it's same. To be honest, there. So. We are sitting at have it loads up. Come on, loads up. Yeah, fifty six games at Somerset. We've won twenty two, drawn fourteen, and lost twenty. So it is kind of even, which mm-hmm. kind of does back up what I was thinking about Somerset being a hard place to go to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, it's going to be a tough one, really tough one. Um, but we've got to, we've got to kind of make amends for Saturday. I know we spoke about. Right, it was a shite game, but it was a good point. We kept a clean sheet, and like <laughs> I said about the Partick game, um, after like after we're beating there, said, well, we've got to then go and move on, do the next thing. We've got to win a game. We've got to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, we only won one 0 against Strafe, but we won it. So now we've drew against Morton away for him. I feel like we've got to go and win against there. And I know you said it's good to get a point, and it would be, but I think purely because they're top and you've. I think I'm a Partick Scott, but after watching them on Friday, they they've came out guns blazing after the Queen's Park game. Definitely. So, yeah, I think we've got to go there, and it's got to be not it's not a must win game. It's a statement of intent. I hate that mm-hmm. cliche saying, but it basically, it's it's a wee statement of intent. We've drew our first, well, we've drew that away game. Let's go and win this and show that we are favourites for the league, and we've been put favourites for a reason. I actually like that statement, um, <laughs> that cliche, sorry, a statement of intent, and it's kind of what I would have used to describe Partick against Inverness. That was a mm-hmm. statement of intent. That was kind of like, right, all the teams in this league, especially Dundee, they're going to be watching this game, so we're about to thump Inverness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they did. <clears throat> did that have any effect on Dundee on Saturday? I don't think so, but, you know, from a, you know, an outsider looking in, you you might want to think so. Maybe have a bit of psychological, uh, you know, advantage. You know, mm-hmm. winning and kind of putting the frightener into the team that's playing on the Saturday. But it was a statement of intent, and I think that that's exactly what we should do. We mm-hmm. should go out and just go right. You know what? They guys are going to be watching this. Let's show them what we're all about and absolutely smash them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Put the frighteners into them and go. Wait, wait a minute here, you know. And I, I would like to see a response, you know, because I mean, like it says after that performance on Saturday, which was garbage. It was. We're not going to beat around the bush because we've said it umpteen times. But I would hope that it's basically highlighted to obviously the players, which I think it will be. You know, what areas were rubbish and what need worked on. Um, but I think, I think. I think Aero probably set up kind of similar to Morton, just kind of restrict us to long balls because I feel like teams know that our strikers kind of control, uh, kind of control the, um, you know, the long balls. Mm-hmm. So they're going to jump in on the second ball every single time. So maybe Dundee need to change that up a wee bit. But like I says, I've said it numerous times, teams will set up to, you know, stifle our play and limit us to that. It's again, it's up to us to break it down, which I didn't see against Morton, but I'm hoping to see that against there. Definitely. Could this be the game that we fling on Robinson for Rudden? Because he can hold up the belt, the ball well. Um, could this be the game that Boyer gives him the, the wee nod at the head? Off you go. This is your starting. I would. 
I would as me, well. If it was me after watching, after watching the Morton game, I felt that Robinson did more in the what was it, fifteen twenty minutes that he was on the pitch than what Rudden did. I know people are obviously watching Rudden, and he's again an easy target because he's the only you know he's the lone striker, mm-hmm. the lone striker that isn't scoring you know too often, but. <laughs> I think that's really unfair on him because, like it says, he does put in a really good shift every game. Mm-hmm. You know, he he does. He, but I feel at times that he he's running a bit like a headless chicken. He's no focusing on the task. Um, but I would like to see Robinson start definitely because mm-hmm. he looks dangerous. He looks good when he's back to the the goal. There was a chance. Actually, it was McGinn's chance against Martin. Martin but the ball came into him and he was jockeying on like basically the penalty spot. He's back to the goal, had the ball, laid the ball off to McGinn and McGinn balloons it over the bar. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd go with Robinson, definitely. Plus he's got an excellent header on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the back header. Um, <clears throat> yeah. you, you mentioned it, it was quite unfair on Rudin. And mm. what I think is quite unfair that he's only 22. Yeah, he's only 28. I, I couldn't believe it. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, by the way, if he, if he listens, but I thought, I thought he was much older than 22. Nah, I know. Um, but again, he's young, he's still rough yeah. around the edges. Um, again, you know, Boyer's got a you know a good history. We're working with you know the youth down south and that. So I think he's, again, the manager to develop these youth players. Um, I'd, I'd, like I said, after the, when he scored that both goal, Chuffed for him, absolutely brilliant. You've seen how much it meant to him. And he came out in the paper and was saying that he, you know, he set himself a target to score twenty goals. You know, he wants to be in amongst the goals, you know, at the time as any striker would do. But on Saturday, he he could have been on for two games, and I don't think he would have scored. But I think that came down to the, you know, the the lack of service to him. I'd, 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 I think he, yeah, he's an easy target. Mm-hmm. I don't think we were playing to his strengths, but again, that could have been down to Martin's, you know, tactics. You know, yeah, just limiting us to that long ball. I mean, the hope because obviously he got his first goal uh, the season against Arbroath, and like you say, he like, setting targets and all that. So hopefully, he doesn't let the fact that he never continued scoring against Martin get to him. Because mm-hmm. I mean, strikers are going again. That's not always going to be the case. That once you're mm-hmm. you're off the target. You're just going to start bagging them in like willy nilly. Uh, mm-hmm. Never ends up, never goes that way. Um, so hopefully he does keep the head up. But I would, I would give Robinson a shout for this game, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. I, I would, I would definitely think about swapping it at the top. Be that, and is it, is it a type of game that McGinn comes back into? Because it's going to be, I think it's going to be a stuffy affair. It's no going. Yeah. I don't think. I don't think we'll see good football in this game again. No, I think we will. I think I think it's going to be like a carbon copy of this Morton game. Well, I hope mm-hmm. it's not. But I mean, I, I'm not too sure what the pitch is like there. Um, but if it's anything like Morton's pitch, I wouldn't be playing Grayson because um, mm-hmm. he's he's a guy that. I mean, look at him against our broth. He likes the ball at his feet. You know, he likes the one-touch pass and pass and move. But if you're playing on a cow field, you can't do that. You, mm-hmm. you just can't. So I think that's a game for Burn, definitely. Yeah. Um, and I think we kind of missed him on Saturday. Um, but it was here actually, I totally forgot. It was actually great, good seeing uh, McGee, McGee back coming on. He actually looked pretty decent in centre mid. Yeah, uh, Jordan McGee coming making a comeback after 
oh, how long is that? He Donkeys. Was Donkeys. Yeah. Um, yeah. He is... He's a boy that did kind of struggle last season in the Premiership, but it was in a struggle on Dundee's side, so you can't really pinpoint that on an individual. Nah. But um, he certainly showed the season and the Championship that were, went up through the playoffs that he was outstanding in the middle of the park. And, I mean, now we've got an option for somebody centre midfield, defensive midfield, right back, centre back, and mm. even left back. Uh, we've said it on here, utility man. Is exactly what he is. So yep. it's good to see him back in that team because he isn't. If you see him on the bench, he isn't there just to fill one specific role. He's no. there if needed for that one and that one and that one. Um, yeah. So it's uh, hopefully he is uh, regaining fitness uh, or being up to match fit um, after soon because he, especially, he did show. I know that we've got an abundance of midfielders in this team. I'm obviously <laughs> rumoured at looking at another one, but I feel like I feel like McGee in midfield in the championship, uh, especially in a championship that is not as good as the other ones that we've been in, mm-hmm. could be an absolute gem for us. It could be. Yeah, it really could be. Um, like I said, it was good seeing him back. He just looked like his normal self, to be honest with you. Um, he was just kind of getting stuck in, doing a lot of the, again, the donkey work, but he was all over the, he was all over the midfield. He was at left mid at one point, and he was at right mid centre. He was—I thought he was—I re- thought he was really good when he came on, but it's still a bit rough. But I mean, that's to be expected for being at that length of time. Um, yeah, that, that's just much rustiness, isn't it? Yeah, that's all that. Once he gets to that, he'd be back to normal, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd, I'd, like it says, if if that air pitch is anything like Morton's, I would not play Grayson at all. <laughs> I really would not. Even I mean, I've only seen him twice, but like it says. Playing at Dens on that carpet, you know, he was unbelievable. But then playing on, you know, the that that pitch at Morton, he got caught in possession a couple of times, um, and you know, kind of dilly dallying on the ball and that. But I, I, I would just be burn, burn every day of the week if a pitch is yeah. like that. Yep. I think, I think I'm no hundred percent certain here, but um, Air have always had a nice pitch and. I'm positive they might have bammed about it at the start of the season, like some clubs do. Um, oh, really? <laughs> start of the season, here's my pitch, nicely cut, circles and everything like that. So, Like Brecon? Um, like, no as good as Brecon. I don't nah, think Brecon anybody's as... Nah. Yeah, it's different level. Different level. S- sorry to our groundsmen, Brian's. Um, oh, yeah. No, nah, they do a great job. Absolutely superb job. They do, a fans, they do a fantastic job, but the, the Brecon boy just loves these uh, shapes. <laughs> Cutting shapes on the pitches, actually cutting shapes on the pitches. Definitely, definitely. I mean, if if that's the case, then I'd I'd Grayson would start. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um, I would like to see Grayson and Burn, like, because I think where you know Burns, Burns Burn, you know, you'll stop play, you'll put boys in the air, you'll win that tackle, um, which I think would free up Grayson to to do what I think he'll do best, which is just. Again, run up boys, pick out the good forward, pick out the mm-hmm. defence splitting passes. So I think that could be a two that would I think that could really work, both of them. Yeah. And if that's the case, you'd be looking at uh pace on the wing. So you'd be looking at McMullen, and I know I mentioned McGinn maybe playing, but if that's the case, would you 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 would have McCowan and Mc, McMullen on each side? Mm, what would I do? Uh well looking at the, the the air team being a young team. 
I'd probably be going, ah, oh, mate, you could flip a coin with McEwen or McGinn. I mean, McEwen, yeah, for his pace. I mean, McGinn for his experience. But, oh, that's a, that's a tough, like, very tough. I, don't, I, I couldn't pick between the two for this game. Um, you know, it's a good out. problem. It is a, a good problem. problem it, is, it is a good problem. I'd, I'd, I'd probably go with McGinn, um, mm-hmm. I think. Yep. An experienced yeah. head. Yep. Um, and especially if he's, well. going to be, if he's going to be cutting inside on his right, dinking it in. If we're playing Roberts, uh, Robinson up front, backward headers, they bother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'd go for McGinn as well. Uh, just purely because you have the head. You'll know. He can. He's been in this game. He'll, um, you'll know what to do. And then once he's maybe um, put the defenders uh, through the ringer, uh, yeah. put McGowan on for some yeah. pace. See if they're out of sorts and put him on. Yeah, I mean, there's options there. There's plenty, plenty of options. That's one thing about the Dundee bench. We've got plenty of options there. Yeah, notice um, that. Notice that. And I noticed a lot of people saying that when the, the team sheet was announced, going, that's probably one of the best benches that we've had in years. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, great. Uh, win a trophy. Yay. Uh, for the best <laughs> bench. But um, no, it was good to see that. It was definitely good to see it because there was times, you know, like in the championship last time we were in it, even in the Premier, you were looking at the bench going, we're struggling. We can't even fill mm-hmm. the bench. You know, but now there's plenty of options. Mm-hmm. But then, like, like I was just saying there, you know, where I quite fancy Byrne and Grayson to be in the midfield. That's one spot left. Mm-hmm. You're no dropping Mulligan, um, so that means McGowan would be dropped. Um, which oof, I don't know. It's it's just giving me a sore head. This. <laughs> thank God, thank God, we're not a manager. <laughs> no, definitely not. No, it, it, I mean, it, again, another cliche. It's a cliche I don't like, but it's hopefully a bar. Nah, actually, I do like it. It's horses for courses. You know what I mean? What's Paul, that? you love your cliches. I know I do. You love your cliches. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. But it's true, though. <laughs> horses for courses. It depends. It depends what what that pitch is like, what sort of team that they are. I mean, I would I would definitely go with Robinson up front. I'd like to see him against this Masonda boy. Um mm-hmm. The boy looked, you know, he looked decent at Wraith when I when I did see him. Um, obviously, like like Sean was saying, you know, he did go, he did get injured, so he wasn't playing a lot. And then there's this, you know, mad shift to, to air. But I'd like to see Robin uh, Robinson playing against him. Just put mm-hmm. him under. Just put him under and see how good he is. Another wee question, and there's no, there's nothing today. We like there's no any inside knowledge or something. But could you maybe see? That's Paul putting in his tinny. <laughs> one down. First thing one. Um, yeah. Um, could we maybe see the comeback of Langston in goal? Or is Harry Sharp done enough to keep this number one position? Hmm. <laughs> Here we go. Um, personally... I would like Legstons to go in mm-hmm. if it was me. Um, didn't get me wrong. Um, I think every game this season that I've, Harry Sharp has had two or three brilliant saves, and he did it again against Morton. He had, he had a brilliant save in the, towards his bottom right hand corner in the first half. Um, 
obviously clattered the boy, you know, but um, he <laughs> had another, he, he punched his boss, yeah, with, excellent, should have had him harder because the boy got up, anyway, um, but then he had another couple of good saves in the second half as well, so shot stopping wise, yeah, I think he's pretty good, commanding of his box, not so good. Um, I personally like would like you know a goalkeeper, but like if I was playing in the in, in the defence, I'd I'd love a keeper behind me that's just constantly watching, constantly speaking to his you know mm-hmm. you know barking no maybe barking orders you know but yeah barking orders that yeah uh, telling you where to go, who to watch out for, where I don't think Harry does that, but I mean that's probably age. It's probably, what is he, 22, 20, 21, 22? I Sorry, I, I keep yeah. forgetting. But maybe he's not got the confidence to speak up and tell his defenders, you, and move over there. Oi, mm-hmm. her, watch out for him. Maybe he's not got the confidence in that. I mean, but to me, like I, I, I touched on earlier, you know, when he's, you know, he clattered that boy, you know, he was hesitant. Mm-hmm. You could see him kind of, will I go for it, will I not, will I go... So he's like second-guessed himself, you know, twice, and then he's went, right, stuff it, I'm going for it. Whereas yeah. I think if he had went and went for it, he wouldn't have clattered the boy, he would have got the ball. I mean, okay, yeah, it was a foul, but either way. Uh, but I think that's one part of his game that he could be... I mean, who's the goalkeeping coach again? Alan Combe. Uh, mm-hmm. then, so he's still there. Um, I think I could be... I'm not going to try to tell him how to do his job I'm, I'm, at all. I'm not a goalkeeper. Um, but that part of his game definitely needs worked on. He needs to, and there's times where I feel where he, you know, he, he doesn't come for a cross. You know where, again, he's probably thinking, should I go for it? Should I? Are, is my mm-hmm. defence going to get it? I don't know. Is it potentially one of the reasons why, you know, our defence hasn't been too particularly great this season? Might be. So, license, yep. I mean, I think doing the line Harry Sharp's definitely going to be Dundee's number one. But I, I agree with you saying there's still things that need worked on. But he's still at that early age. He's no longer in the, the Dundee team. Yeah. Um. Continuously. Um. I think maybe him coming out to the boy then giving him a five knuckles to the face is maybe stems back for the the Abrof game. Mm-hmm. With the penalty that was given away, there might have been a wee bit of doubt there. So there is still things that he needs to he needs to make mistakes to learn from. There was from the part of, mistakes. part of game as well. Part of game as well where mm-hmm. what was it? The ball over the top and Sweeney was you know Sweeney fluffed it. But again, I felt I felt Sharp was at fault there. He was kind of like, mm-hmm. well, I well, I, do I come out? Do I know? Yeah. I, 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 I know we keep we probably say this every week. About confidence, but I think he probably just needs some confidence in himself. If he's going to his defenders, I'm coming for that. Or he's shouting keepers, then that's it. It's mm-hmm. keeper's ball. He's just got to go. His first instinct, I'm going for it. None of this hesitating carry on. He can't be doing that. Um, but like he says, I mean, if he's, you know, he does make mistakes, I hope he learns from them. And I do think there is a really good keeper there. Um, and it's going to take time. It definitely yeah. will take time. More games under his belt, yes, but. Is that what we need just now? Nah, we we need somebody that's solid at the back that can command his box um, and maybe stop us shifting needless goals. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, um, it could be a case as well that Boyer 
it's also he's good with the youth. He mm-hmm. might turn around and say, "Look, going to give legs in a wee couple of games." Uh, also, he's just back for injury. He was Dundee's number one. Um, you've done fantastic. Like, there's there's no reason why I'm not why why I'm dropping you to the bench. It's just a case of you've had a good run of games here. Didn't want to maybe not. It's not the best term, but burn you out because mm-hmm. it's definitely not the case. But if you know what I mean, kind of kind of like that. Yeah, no, give you a little bit of breather. But then there's that whole thing as well that if that does happen and he doesn't get back in the team, then that could knock the boys' confidence even more. So it's yeah. one of those where, again, as we just said about five minutes ago, I'm glad I'm not a manager. Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. to make good decisions. I mean, the thing, though, like, I mean, everybody was kind of bumming up legs since, you know, the last time we were in the championship, seeing how great a goalkeeper he was. But I think that was partially down to the defence that we had. The defence was solid towards the end of the season, you know, on that run that we went on. Um, And he wasn't really facing a lot of shots. And and we were kind of like all, you know, blinded. Like, oh, what a goalkeeper he is. He's not conceding. Wow, what a keeper. And then we're going to the Premiership and he had Poppadom hands. (laughs) You know, he he was facing a better quality of striker. Yeah. Um, than what he was in the championship, and the, obviously shots getting hit on him, they were going through him. They were going through him, mm-hmm. um, and then I've kind of obviously just touched on Sharps made incredible saves every game this season. Um, it's a tough one. It's, it is a tough one, but I think I think Legsdens will play against Falkirk. I think he will. Yeah, yeah, that could be a better shot than the 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 air game. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a good chance uh, you're not hitting anybody's confidence. And it gives boys that obviously haven't getting a game or a good run out um, more minutes on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we'll speak about Falkirk next week, but yeah, there's it, probably a big possibility that you see Lexington in for that game. Yeah. Um, but I think um, I think we've covered quite a lot for the air game. We've actually nearly made it to an hour, which I'm really surprised about, considering. Well, the Wharton game was just. <laughs> <laughs> well, I watched four minutes highlights, eh? but um, I did um, do a thing last time, and I brought up an old game from yesteryear off the archive, and I did have a lot of um, older, I say older fans, you know, people from back in the, the era, thinking, oh, I remember that game. So <laughs> I, I brought up another one. So this one's maybe to me, it's no, it's it's no too far away, but it's nineteen ninety eight. Um, United at home. Uh, Air United is at home against us and um, I don't know if you remember this game but Dundee ended up 2-0 down within like two minutes, a two minute period Um, Air scored in the 12th and the 14th and at this point we were top of the league but we were a little bit iffy and this could have been this is the year that we won the the title when Jockey Yeah, I thought that Yeah, so we're I think we were hitting like a wee patch and you're two 0 doing it here and I think a lot of boys I was still young at the time, but even I still felt like, oh, this could be like imploding. But out of nowhere, by Irvin, James Grady, Steve McCormack, of all people. Yeah. Fantastic. I loved him as a sign. He scored his first goal and then Grady got another two for a hat trick, five two Dundee, season back on track, end up winning the league. Um, do you have any memories of that, Ty? Not particularly, no, but I remember that season because I'm pretty mm-hmm. certain when we lifted the trophy, uh, we were wearing that white, white Firkin yeah. Brewery strip. I remember uh, Darius Apol, 
uh, lifting it. It was uh, yep. yeah. I remember that. I think was Jim McNally knowing that team as well at that Jim time. Ma- Jim McNally. So this is the team that played. So Robert Douglas and goal, big thunder yep. pause. Then you had Dave Rogers, you had Brian Oven, Lee Madsen, Barry Smith, Russell Kelly. You remember? No, yeah. not really. No, no. no. He, he was a signing. Uh, we'll say that year. Done no too bad. No standout though. Um, you had your, your man Darius Damchak, Jim oh, McNally. Yep. yep. Ian Anderson, James Brilliant. Grady, um, Steve McCormack, and even the. I look at how do we look at the subs bench? I mean, I love that, that team. I loved that time, Sporting Dundee. Was Willie uh, Faulkner known? Was he in that team at that point? Season after, ah, season right. after, yeah. yeah. But this is this is back in the the bygone days when you never had nine men on the bench. You were only mm. three substitutes. So yeah. Eddie Arnon, John right. Elliott, Craig mm. Tully. Mm-hmm. I mean. I remember all them names. I mean, some of them never went on to much, but I remember all them names. Eh? Fantastic. Ian, Anderson, Ian Anderson and Darius Sapol, and obviously Rab Douglas, but we don't really need to mention Rab. Actually, I wonder if Rab fancies a game on Friday. <laughs> Get him and go. Um, what you need a, team. a nice path. You need a yeah. nice path after that. <laughs> oh, definitely. What, what a game. Uh, sorry, what, what a team. Um, Darius Sapol, absolutely another hero. Um, and I loved Ian Anderson there. Eh? Absolutely loved him. He was superb. Yep. I was always gutted when he left. Yeah. When he to left lose. us. Yeah, to lose. Because yeah. I, I, I think it was the the open day. Isla Fisher was there from home and away. And obviously, she's been <laughs> up to big and better things. But I always remember I had my, my Dundee top and I got Ian Anderson on the one sleeve. And he was my favourite player. And then my other favourite player, Jerry O'Driscoll, signed on the other. Ah, wow. Absolutely brilliant. About two weeks down the line, I wore it out. Got my dad, had to wash it and gone with the the, the signatures. Oh, hopeless, absolutely hopeless. But yeah, Shambles. what a team! What a team! I th- I'm pretty sure I was at that game um, when we lifted the trophy. I'm certain I was. Certain. Um, yeah, oh, good times. Yeah, good times. Good times back then. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, there's more good times to come. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, I so well. I'll leave it on that. That's. Uh, well played by Paul there. A good ending to the podcast. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. And um, you know what? Next next week, if you've got any questions you want to ask us, um, feel free to tweet them in. Mm-hmm. Uh, slip into DMs if you want. Um, go for it and we'll try and answer any of that. we we'll want to answer. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll try. <laughs> we'll try. But we'll be back next week. We might have a guest or two. So we'll preview the the Falkirk game and well look back at the air game, uh, look look ahead at the League Cup game against Falkirk and I'd like Paul to jump in here and tell me who we're playing the week after. I actually can't even remember to be perfectly honest <laughs> with you. Uh, I've got I think it's Queens Park actually. Queens Park at home. Is yeah. It Queens Park. Yeah. From, it is. Yes. Yeah. yeah so we'll preview the Queen's Park game against uh, and also we've had a wee bit to look back at them from the previous game but we'll look at them so uh, yeah Paul thanks for coming on again um, thanks again man no worries yeah no problem and everybody else listening uh, yeah thanks for listening and uh, we'll speak to you next week mm-hmm.